this Julie person? <laughs> I'm your number one fan. A hundred episodes in, you'd think I'd know this. Hello and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt. My name is Matt. And I'm Matt too. And we are at 100 episodes. It's a day of celebration. There's not a whole lot to celebrate these days. As we're recording it, we just passed Cinco de Mayo, so that was a day of celebration. Um, It was also on Taco Tuesday, which was just a coincidence. But 100 episodes, Matt. I think it should be Taco Tuesday and Cinco de Mayo all the time they should always combine just them every day and it should be every day because what else are we doing these days so so even if it's like may the 10th on a friday a sunday on friday <laughs> or whatever it is and it, yep. but it's still taco tuesday and it's still cinco de mayo every day why not you know honestly i i actually graduated high school with a distinction in spanish and i could not for the life of you tell you what cinco de mayo means i don't know Maybe someone out there in the Twitterverse will let me know what, what Cinco de Mayo means. I'm pretty sure they will at this point. So this is about right for us, starting off an episode with absolutely nothing and nonsense. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. So I, it's hard to believe that in just about a little over a year and a half or so, we've recorded 100 episodes. And the thing is, when we did some of these, we did like two or three of them in a day at some point because there was so much to talk about. And it, those were the days when we actually recorded in yeah. person in my little office. Yes. In, in Studio One Shay. <laughs> and now we're just uh, in our homes over Zoom, waiting for people to, you know, show up or not. Yeah. Someone just walked into my room and said, oh, okay. And then walked out. Yep. That's all this is. That's all this is. So it, uh, is. it has been. That's uh, life this day. It, it really is. I think people are getting. Uh, be zoom professionals at this point um but we're going to talk a little bit today about uh just what we've done for what kind of nonsense we've done for about 100 yeah. episodes <laughs> right it's it we 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 started this whole thing if and if we want to take a little jaunt back down memory lane into the uh june-ish or so of may june of 2018 um there was a little bill called ld 1666 which was all about repealing proficiency-based education, proficiency-based diplomas, I should say, not education, but the Mm -hmm. diploma rule. And uh, in our respective professions, in our respective uh, roles, you and I, uh, for each individual districts, we were kind of some lead folks in in those areas. And both of us actually also, peel back the curtain, really agreed with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Thought it was a good thing for our kids good thing for our education system and yeah it was hard but that doesn't mean it's not worth doing and 1666 came around um and was going to just repeal the whole thing and so we were kind of opposed to that and what happened well see two years ago seems like a hundred years ago at this point time's a flat circle it, it definitely is uh we really had no idea how it got from one place to the next, uh, especially if, if I'm correct here, Matt, that we were sitting there waiting for something to happen and they came out of a back room. Yep. And the entire bill was different. Yep. 
and it was it didn't have anything to do with the with the wording of the bill or taking any of the public comment into a into yep. participation. The work session was done basically, and they came out of a back room, took a vote, and it was done just like that. It was done, and and they they went from a a bill, a bill that was just on flat out repealing it, flat out getting rid of it. Then they came out they came out of that room with a dual option, which was one was the proficiency based option, and the other one was the traditional option. And we're sitting there going, "What the hell just happened? How?" But none none of there, there's been no testimony, no public hearing on this new bill. There's been no no conversation, no public weighing interest on this new option. No. No hearing from stakeholders like us, educators who might be in the field and might have a few things to say about this option. They just went and did it. Yep. And uh, and you and I kind of went, what? Uh, we we saw the schoolhouse rock thing. That's not how it's supposed to be. It goes, it it goes, it gets it goes to public hearing, then it goes, and then it becomes a bill if it gets signed. It doesn't get changed completely into something completely new without public hearing, without public input. How little well, we apparently knew. Apparently it does. Mm-hmm. Apparently it does. So we wanted to figure out what that, what that looked like. So it was our goal in our tiny little minds of June of 2018 of, hey, why don't we just track everything that's going on? Right. And why don't we see how it goes from start to finish? And that yep. was a, it was a great idea. And I was, I was like all for it. And then uh, when we started, uh, we didn't realize that it was going to be 200-something bills put out that fall. No. We, 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 we started it right at the time when there was an election. The entire uh, the, the Blaine House and the entire Congress shifted and mm. then come back in the next session and the, the dam burst. Well, th- this is the way I remember this, that we, we, our goal originally was to uh, – talk about all the bills that went through right and when they when they went to public hearings and then we realized that the next step might be well you know we should probably review the testimony too if if we're talking about the the hearings we should review the testimony so we started doing that and it was it was pretty good and then we realized hey there's these work sessions we should probably kind of review what happened a little bit because the end of a work session they usually vote on where it goes next whether it is uh uh, passed or uh, something called a divided report or not passed or tabled or all these things that we kind of learned. We said, well, yeah, we should probably do that too. And I remember doing this, I think, for the first couple of weeks and it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty straightforward. It was, and it then, was steady. Then the flood came on and we're like, yeah, oh my God, there's so much to read. And so uh, being on brand, we stopped reading most of it. Uh, we started skimming a lot of it. <laughs> that is a lot. That is that is is mostly true. But we did try to read every single bit of testimony. We did until uh, uh, until one bill. Until one particular bill, and we couldn't read the thousands of pieces of testimony that I think, if I'm not mistaken, are still going on. I'm sure it's still happening in the basement. Yes, we're talking about I, it's burned into my brain. LD seven ninety two. <laughs> the, the bill about immunizations and uh, the medical exemptions only and that even just in this last uh, go around with voting that was brought up again and it's going to be brought up again in the next round of voting i'm sure it's not yep. going away anytime soon but yep. that 
that was one where I remember tuning in at 10 o'clock at night. I just, I just said, there's there all this testimony, but there's no way this is still happening. It's 10 o'clock at night. They've been going for like 10 hours. Mm-hmm. And I turn it on and they're still in the thick of it. And then I hear like, there's still a whole line of people waiting to talk. Mm-hmm. So I come in the, like the, a day or so later and I find the link. And at midnight, they actually went and did a stretching exercise. You can go back and you can find <laughs> the, 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 the links. They, they, they did like a, a, a legislative version of a go noodle for you educators out there who might know what a go noodle is. And they did this like thing and it was like, this is where we're at. And I think the one that, pre- was, that preempted that bill that kind of got us worried about this testimony thing was um, the Skowhegan mascot mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. banning all the native american mascots yep right so we had some really big important legislation that happened and it swamped us it uh it kind of did it kind of did there was a there was a lot happening that session uh fortunately we decided partway through to make a spreadsheet i don't think we started with that we- but did not. No, we wanted to track some of these once it got past a, a few. And so we decided to track those, which actually helped me quite a bit kind of keep track of if we had talked about it or not, because <laughs> our goal was to listen, yeah. uh, was to review every single thing that went through the education committee, uh, except for those darn cultural affairs. Of course, we don't care. Culture, <laughs> not our thing. So... Nope. We eventually Very much not our uh, <laughs> we eventually extended into the labor committee at some point uh, because some of those bills were affecting educators. We, um, we kind of didn't even know how that worked, so we had to go no. find some. <laughs> no, we didn't even know about it until someone kind of like tipped us off and said, "Have you heard about this bill? Take a look at this." And we're like, "What? Why would we look at the labor committee?" Oh, 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 they're they're. They're trying to do negotiation of ed policy here. Oops. Oh, we should probably talk about that. We should so, probably talk about this. Yeah. So there was there was a lot more to it than we ever thought, but after two sessions or maybe a session and a and a quarter uh, before this one kind of got waylaid, um, the second session we thought was going to be much easier because uh, just of the the way they do the bills in the two years session of Maine. Uh, the second one, they have to be approved before they come forth to a public hearing as opposed to the first session, which anyone can get a bill in no matter what. And Maine law, as we have found out, says uh, if you introduce a bill in the first session, it gets a hearing, period. Uh, that was fun. When we were talking to other le- legislators and had some interviews with them, they said, yeah, this that's how Maine works. Uh, everybody gets one for good or for bad. And sometimes it's for bad because a lot of the bills are the same. Uh, but it has been a yeah. huge learning experience for us about, uh, it's not just Schoolhouse Rock. Uh, it's Schoolhouse Rock, uh, like a quadruple LP or something. It's like a Breaking Bad version of Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> In every way. Because it's, it's just like, wait, they're doing what now? They're going, mm. down, they're going down this path? Cursive? <laughs> okay so we found right. out we found out a lot about how bills went through the system and i think we learned a lot about what we wanted from ld 1666 back then about just the process and exposing the process 
I think I have learned a yeah. lot about how Maine legislative systems work, but I also realize that I know maybe 1% of what actually happens. Uh, every time we talk to somebody else, there's always something oh, yeah. like, oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, what? Nobody talks about there that. Are, there are so many moving parts to yeah. everything. And it's just not as simple as a schoolhouse rock thing. It's, mm -hmm. It is way more complicated. And, you know, in the back of your minds, you kind of know, well, it should be more complicated. But when you start actually looking into it and saying, that, well, no, there should be some expectations. There should be some level, very clear lines that are that are very clear of what happens now what happens next and even those aren't very clear no the rules are very byzantine i guess the word would be Ooh. uh oh word of the day uh that... i'm going to press my reactions button and hit the <laughs> clap nice oh let's use zoom guess... files that's the audio version of it um it has been there there are just so many things of uh, the the words that go onto the website about where a bill is, uh, you know, divided report and that that sort of thing is is pretty straightforward. But there are some other terms that I had to actually look up on multiple websites to get an understanding of of what that means. And I can't one doesn't come to mind right now. But there are so many. I we actually put engrossed. a glossary into our spreadsheet. Engrossed. I know I did like that yeah. one. It's like yeah, that bill is pretty gross. Encumbered. Oh, that's not that what it means. So there is that we had to put a glossary on there, uh, which yeah. I, has been very helpful because I still refer back to that um, when I uh, hearken back to the nostalgic parts of our first season when we talked about 10,000 bills, including immunization. Wait. So immunization. That was that was the winner right there. It was the winner. That was just that was unbelievable. You know, Matt, it's this thing where this is our hundredth episode. It's hard, it, you know, I I still get can't believe even saying that a hundred episodes in. Do we have anything to be proud of of the work that we've done here? Anything whatsoever? The, and if it is, what is it for you? What what are you what are you? What Matt, are you there's there's got to be something. We made it to a hundred, so that's got to be that's got to count for something. But let's see. Excuse me, it's oh. your number one fan. What? Hello? Hello? What is was, someone on? Mom? What, Zoom bombing? Mom? What's happening? My, is, is, is that, Hello, is that my Matt mom? And Matt. Uh -oh. Hello, Matt. Oh, my Matt. goodness. No, it's not your mom. <laughs> it's your number one fan from beautiful Biddeford, Maine. Julie Smythe, how are you? I knew you'd know who it was. <laughs> I don't know how you got this number. I don't know how you figured out a way to hack in to our system here, but Holy moly, number one fan must be. Good for you. You should know I have my ways, Matt and Matt. So how are you? How are things going? Now that we are in week five of COVID-19, I'm actually in a good space. It took me five weeks, but I'm great. Thank you for asking. <laughs> so what, what has been happening? Uh, and first of all, a, what's happening during this COVID-19 crisis? And then I'll get to my second question. Oh, are we talking as cur curriculum director, as pre-K director, as mother? What angle would you like me to take here, guys? Uh, yes. I think, it, no. I, think it, um, I think it all melds together at some point. <laughs> like the days. Doesn't it? Um, like the days. You know, as 
as you both are, I could not be more proud of what our staff members are doing to support our kiddos and our families. Um, that would be a whole episode in itself. And as I listened, I had a two and a half hour board workshop last night where our instructional coaches and principals had an opportunity to share with the school board all that they had done in preparation for distance learning. And the thought that crossed my mind was, I've been saying how wonderful these people are for years. How sad that it has to take a pandem pandemic for everyone else to realize how hard teachers work and right. how they go to the ends of the world. Because it, it's not just that they're going above and beyond now. They really, they, so many of them go above and beyond every single day. And I love that there's sort of a spotlight on our teachers, but um, yeah. I, I hope people realize that they're just seeing it for the first time because we have incredible educators in our state for sure. Oh, I totally agree with you. I, I 100% of the way. I was actually just uh, speaking with someone the other day and talking about how um, amazing teachers are. This is a non-teacher and was saying, we just don't know how they do it. And I said, so anytime you've ever heard someone say those who can't do teach, right? You sort of want to go to those people and be like, yeah, yeah. oh, you parents out there, those you can't do. It's not that easy, is it? It's not just standing by and talking and having people will absorb everything you say because of your genius. There's a whole <laughs> lot more that goes into it than just that. And so people are really understanding the depth and challenge that educators face on a daily basis. And that's just with their own kids. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I don't think you guys will be surprised by this, but um, one of my titles in SACO is I am definitely the number one cheerleader for our staff. So in this time of COVID-19, trying to juggle being that positive, upbeat voice for everyone, mm -hmm. while also basically I'm a principal to our pre-K program. So supporting, I have 18 staff members that I check in regularly, make sure they have what they need. And then also, um, I'm sure it was because I was inspired by you guys. I have oh, stop. started no, doing, keep going. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I've started doing read alouds through Screencastify. So that's a new tool for me. And sending our pre-K students, I have 114 four and five-year-olds who um, I just adore and I miss greatly. Not because they think I'm like the queen, but I mean, it's, you know, or a rock star. I know of you which you're both hard, hard to believe you know yeah I, I i kind of i kind of miss walking through the halls of pre-k and just being adored but it's okay i'll i'll get over it but anyways <laughs> doing read alouds for the kids um meeting with staff our ed techs are required to do you know to do their six hours so making sure that they have professional development opportunities in front of them and constantly trying to update that so um, even though I'm home, the wheels are always spinning and I am just as busy as ever. Yeah, there was somebody I was talking to today uh, that I haven't talked to in a while and he was saying, how is it possible that we're busier now that we're at home than we were before when we were, thought we were so busy in the first place? And I was like, yeah, that's funny. And then I could start thinking about it like, oh no, that's kind of true. <laughs> That's kind of true. There is so much more to do 
for us now that we're at home. Uh, and that makes me think of what our, what our learners are like now. Like, what is it like for them to be at right. home? I don't, I don't have any kids in school anymore. So I don't know what it would be like if my kids were of school age and what, how, how do they manage it? Well, l- let me, let me share. Because I have a first grader and a sixth grader, and I have a high school foreign exchange student living with us this year, um, and so uh, it's exhausting. Because um, you know, I I pretty much start, I work, I focus my teaching with my uh, my first grader mostly in the mornings, and then I'll take the afternoons as my work time. So I'm going from, you know, when my wife is was working that in the mornings. So I have from seven o'clock in the morning until about twelve twelve thirty, where I'm watching my kids and I'm doing homeschool teaching and I'm getting food and I'm doing all the other stuff. And then from 12 to 5, 5.30, I'm working straight through work stuff. So I'm trying to condense an entire work, normal work day, eight or nine or 10 hours into five hours right. on top of the other stuff that I'm already doing for my, my own kids. Sure. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm more tired now than I have been in a long time. <laughs> and I'm always tired. I really appreciated the other day when I was listening to one of your episodes, one of you called out the fact that without our commute, it's hard to catch up on podcast. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm not just saying this because I'm on here on your 100th, but I can't thank you guys enough. You have taught me so much <laughs> about the legislature. Um, every time I hear the word, whereas I think of you, um, <laughs> all kidding aside, but it really, you, you, have, you have shared your time with educators and taken, taken something that is pretty mundane and added a little comic relief to it, but done so in a classy way. I must admit, I don't Matt, always understand Matt, your innuendo. But... Classy. Classy. <laughs> See, I, I kind of focus on mundane there, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the, the thing is about no, the class part, see, Matt, Matt is very good the... at editing. Matt is very good at editing because yeah. there, are some, there are several times where I might say something that is not so classy and it just gets kind of edited out all of a sudden. Oops. So <laughs> any maybe class that comes from that another, side. Maybe that could be another um, sound bite where all of a sudden you just hear me saying classy. Hashtag classy. classy. We might right? have hashtag classy. That could be a reminder. Yeah, hashtag classy. Done. Well, um, I do have to say I did not appreciate having to write hashtag boogers in my um, <laughs> Twitter the other day because I had missed the question and I was feeling like I had to step up. Sweet. Thank you for whomever shared that idea. Yep. That, that, yep. Well, that, let me tell you, uh, <laughs> having gone down that rabbit hole of consuming only boogers for several days, it does not work. <laughs> it, is not, it is not a good idea. It is not a healthy choice put it that way and, and then is, the boogers on the hot dog mat come on really that's like the next episode yeah no, no. just like an, onions. another form of relish it's just relish well yeah. but all joking aside we curriculum directors are and many educators are so thankful for the two of you i hope you reach your thousandth episode in that a sponsorship from the spicy dill pickle chips or, or whomever or whatever um, really happens. I'm pulling for you. <laughs> anything, anything you need for a sponsorship. If you need a letter of recommendation, I am here for you. 
Julie, thank you so much. And thank, thank you, you. For, for, for calling in and, fi and finding a way to, to hack into our system. It's a miracle. Can't imagine how Crazy. this could have happened. Crazy. It's weird. Thank you, Julie. Right, guys, congratulations. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Keep it going. And if anyone um, would, wants to hold a candle to my number one fandom, you just let me know and I'll be there to represent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that, that's it. The gauntlet has been thrown. We are creating the the uh, the eight the the squared circle. We're gonna get Thunderdome going, and steel cage match. Two people enter, one person leaves. Okay, all right, perfect. Julie, thank you so much. Thanks, Julie. Bye, guys. Good luck. So, yeah, we have we've come a long way in this in this this little journey of ours, and. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's been fun, too. It's been a lot of work. Yeah. There's been a lot of reading. I mean, we haven't really read all the testimony. We, have we read all the bills? No, because a lot of them are funding-based, and we don't do funding because it just it's a blind spot for me that I just can't get over, which is, <laughs> which is why my kids won't be going to college. Um, and, oh, sorry, kids, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> they're, they're, they won't be. They get enough of me at home. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. Oh, hello, hello, uh, hello, hello. Am I am I coming in okay? Am I coming in okay? Yeah, who's calling? Please, sorry. Uh, 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 this is this is Jeff Bailey. This is Jeff Bailey calling in. Did, did I finally? Am I like the ninth caller? Jeff! Did I get in? Did I get in? You did. You, 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 is this you're, main you're, education matters? You are the ninth caller. Congratulations. Oh, my gosh. Borg 9, it's my favorite number. It really is. Oh, so excited to be on. So excited oh, to be here. Well, thank you for calling in. I wasn't expecting. We, we just opened these phone lines today. We weren't seeing what was going to happen. So, But thank you very much for you know, just randomly being out there and seeing that this phone line existed and then just calling the number. Yeah, well, you publicly posted it along with that Zoom link. So that was really, really helpful. I did, and we're opening screen sharing to everybody. That's fantastic. Right? You know, no, no security protocols whatsoever. No, no. So how are things going with this whole remote learning? How are you doing? Uh, I, am, I am doing all right. Uh, I teach technology classes, so I had a lot of my stuff online before, uh, and I spent a lot of time trying to help other people uh, in my school district and other districts get stuff out to kids, Google Classroom uh, mostly, and then some other tools for um, engaging kids once they got stuff uh, to them. Um, and it's been going all right. You know, they're, we're, we're not engaging all the kids, which of course every teacher would want, but it's different uh, scenario entirely. So when you get one, it's, it's a little bit like uh, throwing the hook in the water in the pond and, and you know, you're not going to catch all the fish, but when you get one, it's really exciting. You know, you, you, you get one and then you're like, hey, they've grown this much and I'm using some hand gestures, which is horrible for audio, but this much, they've grown this much. And so you get to see their progress. It's, it's Maine. We all get fishing metaphors. Yeah, absolutely. Although I will say uh, this, I've only been fishing twice in my life. Oh, that's too bad. Perfect so, time to do it right now. It, <laughs> see, I actually use the golf metaphor. This is how elitist I am. I don't use the fishing <laughs> metaphor, but uh, what I do is I say, you know, I, I'm a terrible golfer, but mm -hmm. Once around, I'll hit that drive that's 300 yards straight down the fairway, or I'll chip it in, and oh, that feels good. And that's oh, the same yeah. way with that's the same thing with teaching is that you don't have doesn't happen every day, but when right. it happens, that's what brings you back. 
every time. It's those Absolutely. Moments. Well, and individualizing, I've been doing a lot of Google Meets meetings with kids and meeting one-on-one and helping kids that were struggling before to catch up to where we were when we left school um, and occasionally helping kids that are working on current uh, educational work. So uh, sure. that's been really good. And, and um, they'll like we in the computer science class, they'll share their screen and we'll actually be able to look over their code and help them troubleshoot their code and help them through that. And fun tip, if you're a teacher that occasionally over explains things and doesn't let kids struggle with the problem a little bit, Guilty. The mute the mute button on your on your Zoom call or your your Google Meets can be really helpful because you might be tempted to blurt out oh blah, blah, blah. but if you're muted that doesn't happen you gotta let the kids you gotta let the kids do it a little bit so I, that's been helpful for me I think some kids wish they had that option in face to face instruction yeah I've I've heard that from different several meetings as well of like uh, oh I, I'm I'm hosting this Zoom room. I have the mute power over everybody. <laughs> I can mute at, oh, if I only had that power in real life. Oh, what might I do? You know, I've, I've, for years I've said my, if I were to choose like a superpower or a mutant power, I choose like magnetism to be able to manipulate metal because metal's in everything and you can do yeah. like really great things. It's so powerful. But the ability to mute people might, mm. might be more than that because <laughs> I have some loud kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. In my house, and yeah. they need to be quiet, like, <laughs> always. So, 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 Jeff. Before we move on, uh, remind everyone where you work and what it is you do. We didn't actually start that. Sure. Uh, I work at Mountain Valley High School in Rumford, Maine, and I'm a high school technology teacher, teaching computer science classes and CAD design classes. And you went to school for computer uh, science classes no, and CAD. Design. Not at all. Nope. I took one computer science elective uh, that was really like how to do uh, basic computer applications like word processing and uh, I think some spreadsheet was in there. Uh, word perfect and, around that time at era. Uh, yeah, it actually was word perfect. Yeah, nice. it was very nice, nicely done. Nice. Uh, you had a little cheat sheet with all of your how to build. We're old. Oh yeah, we are. We are. So yeah, I was a high school. Uh, so graduated with a secondary English degree and then did that for 10 years and then went into computer science. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so one, one thing I'd, I, uh, that we're, we're talking about the, um, right now is, um, you're one of our faithful 17 listeners. Uh, we're so very appreciative of you. Those listening. phone lines were clogging up with all the rest of them. I, I would, again, I'm so shocked that I got through. I, we, we, we only have availability for, for 10 lines. Mm. And I think the rest were bots. Well, um, the power outages probably helped me to be honest. I'm sure they did. Yeah, I'm so. sure they did. So I guess my question for you is, uh, why the hell do you listen to this podcast? <laughs> like, seriously, I, what's wrong with you that you have to listen to this podcast? <laughs> Who, I, I, I'm genuinely curious to know why people listen to this thing, because I don't get it. <laughs> well, two, two big reasons. One is I'm, I, I do know Matt Drickard, uh, uh outside of the podcast, and I enjoy his company and hearing his oh, you're voice. You're so sweet is is just so nice and i and i hope to form a relationship with matt shea as well uh, i i actually was eh. planning to go eh, you know i was planning to go to a workshop of his on the uh, western main rendezvous pd event which was the first thing that got canceled in the covid shutdown uh in my world uh so honestly uh, honestly jeff yeah hard pass yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> well we'll have to see maybe he'll do a virtual event for me uh, and then the other thing is like, I enjoy knowing what the heck is going on in our state for, 
uh, policymakers, educators, and all those different groups that I hear all those initials for, um, in terms of like people who are trying to make laws, because, you know, you can be in your classroom and hear, oh, the state says we have to do this. I, you know, so many conversations start with that. Um, Mm -hmm. and sometimes that information that you get from your colleague at the, at the staff room table is not entirely accurate, uh, for one. And then two, uh, sometimes you just have no idea where it came from and what the perspective was on it. And this kind of helps me see the journey of why, what, what was the intent behind some of these things, even if they don't quite reach that intent by the end sometimes, but at least sure. you can have some perspective on why something is the way it is, as opposed to just, you know, negatively complaining about how nobody listens to anyone and they just try to legislate your, your, your work. Um, I, I enjoy that. I got to be honest. That's one of the reasons why Matt and I started this whole thing a um, hundred episodes ago or so, because I know. Congrats. Happy thank you. episode day, pod day. What would you uh, call it? Um, uh, a celebration of life. Yeah. Like, I don't know. hundred episodes. That's like, if you translate that into hours, that's like seven oh, years God. of recording, right? Is it I, I don't, I don't know. All I know is that last year um, with the <laughs> session being as crazy as it was with like the three, however many hundreds of, bills that were just before the education committee alone um and the hours and hours of testimony and immunizations which is still apparently happening yeah Um, yeah. it's the one thing that wasn't canceled ironically it was literally a sec it was literally a second job um over the last (laughs) few years but it's but it's been great and one of the reasons why matt and i started this is because we had no idea how these decisions were being made so we just we just said what if we just talked and see what would happen and, and and try to learn and um, so I'm actually glad that our interest in all this actually went went to you, and I think, and I hope, and I wonder if uh, hope other people feel the same way. We're hoping. I'm hoping that over the next hundred episodes, we can grow to 18 faithful listeners, and uh, I will do my best to uh, get don't, somebody else to listen along uh, with me. Yeah, don't push your luck there. I, I don't. I, I don't see that happening because um, people aren't listening to podcasts anymore because uh, everyone's home, <laughs> not commuting. Um, or, right. or, or doing yard work. Maybe they're doing yard work. Bet, I'm not but, doing yard work because it's yard work. There's a potential here, though. People are misunderstanding. Like, if you're in this like lockdown quarantine for so long, there's going to be a point where you're going to want to block out the people you're locked in with. So I think you're going to see a resurgence of podcasts in the second half of this <laughs> this time period. Especially, we got April vacation coming up. Uh, you know. There's going to be a point there. I'm going to pin like Wednesday as the tipping point. You're going to see an uptick. Yeah. I think, I think that's what you'll start seeing people just coming out of their houses and saying, that's it. I'm done. We, we, <laughs> right. we, we, we got to do something. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, Jeff, thank you very much for listening to our nonsense, for listening to whatever it is that this thing is. Um, I appreciate and uh, I also value you. So thank well, you very well, much. Thank man. you very much. Like, keep, keep making them. All right. Thanks. But it's it, this has been a this has been this has been quite the journey of just learning about this stuff. But also, it's been a lot of work. But I got to say, we've had some fun too. This has been a blast. And even though we had some episodes where we talked about nothing but uh, labor issues or some higher education stuff that was way beyond our comfort zone, uh, I think every episode we've done, we've learned something. And I have had fun doing every single episode. Me as well. Um, We've had some great interviews with folks. Um, We've talked to 
some some uh, legislators. We talked to Commissioner Macon, mm-hmm. which is a couple months after she had just been brought in, mm-hmm. um, which was an amazing interview. We've talked to a few educators along the way about things happening. Um, it's been it's it's been really kind of cool to see not only who listens to this because we still don't know why people listen to this. No idea. Um, but but it's but it's kind of neat to hear that people actually do listen and then they kind of want to talk to us and oh sorry matt uh, i'm getting another call i don't know what's going on with my phone today hang on a second hello hello hey. who's this hey it's stephanie Cantor. how are you oh my gosh stephanie well how are you doing uh i'm managing i'm managing i don't know i, I don't know how did you get this number like we're just in the middle of a podcast and all of a sudden people are record are calling in i don't get it but hey it's good to talk to you again yeah how are things going about the same as you yeah managing i know some yeah, days it's, others, the way yeah it's 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 day to day at this point yeah. and who knows what day it actually is yeah um i actually heard um someone yesterday said that the way they count days now is day just day. And, and day that Chick-fil-A is closed. There's two days. Day, <laughs> <laughs> today, and the day that Chick-fil-A is closed. So that's one of the better ones that I've heard so far. <laughs> that reminds me, why don't you tell folks who you, a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, et cetera, and then we'll get into it. Yeah. Something. So um, I'm Stephanie Cantor. I work for Newzella. And so I, I work, I'm grateful to work with all of the schools and districts in Maine as well as New Hampshire, Vermont, and Rhode Island, which is where I'm based. Um, yeah, you're I, from Rhode Island. Yeah. So yeah, I that's going to be a source of conversation I have for you in a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have lots uh, of questions. About Rhode Island in general? Yeah. We'll I get know. to that. Keep, keep okay. going. Okay, we'll get there. Um, and um, I, so I, I also am on the school board in, in my town in Rhode Island. So oh, bless you. Um, of a, a you know well you've done that too you know I did. that talk. yeah I did that um, for five so years actually, it's it is it's really cool because I do have um you know different lenses to look at education through as you know as a parent of two young kids um that's you know stuck at home trying to manage virtual learning, but then also on a daily basis, talking to people in your position about like how they're approaching this, how they're prioritizing, um, not the learning experience, but like just the, the life experience that their kids are going through right now. And, um, and then, you know, in the evenings going to budget hearings for the district that I'm in you know, and so it's just, it's like this never ending eye yeah. on public education from a few different viewpoints, but it, it's, it's that was one of the, that was one of the most fascinating things that I always took away from my time at the board, which was I'm working as a, an administrator, I'm a parent of kids in schools, and now I'm seeing it from this other pseudo directive, director slash legislative yeah. almost side, and you really see all different aspects of how a school system is run, designed, implemented. And the one thing that I learned that I could take away in every situation now is that the answer is never, ever, ever binary. There's yeah. always a layer of complexity. So people want to simplify things that's either this or that, but it's never that. And right. if the decision has been made, you know, most of the time, I'd say it's never been done just of these things that are just impulsive. It's right. 
it's been thought out, it's been discussed, it's been carefully vetted. And yeah. um, I mean, school boards have a tremendous amount of responsibility and, and work to to pull together the school board. And, and they're, I don't know what it's like in Rhode Island, but here in Maine, they're, um, their roles are very limited, actually. They, there's three main things they can do. They can set policy, they can set a budget, and they can hire a superintendent. Yeah. Pretty much all a school board can do, but those three things can have enormous implications. 100%, yes. Um, and it's, I think that one thing, you know, it's almost like don't ever, don't let a good crisis go to waste, right? Like there are some, some, the, those silver linings that can come from this. I think one of the Absolutely. benefits, one of the upsides is that there is just no denying how critical public education is because <laughs> yeah. everyone saw that the first um, concern was let's make sure the kids are fed and Getting safe. Food. Right. And so, yeah. and I don't think that that necessarily occurred to people, you know, you, you, you can have the good fortune of just kind of concerning yourself with what's in your little bubble, but when it's out there um, in public view in the form of a global crisis, I mean, you, you see first, you see how people respond and what's necessary and how people are hurting. Um, so that's been, that's been a silver lining is that now people really do see how much public education is responsible for when it comes to like the safety of kids, the safety and the health of kids. Um, but in the past year, so now this is my second budget process that I've gone through, um, on the heels of immediately pivoting to a virtual learning environment. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's brute it's it's honestly it's brutal because like you have situations where you know you might be cutting costs because you don't have face-to-face -face instruction but at the same time you're responsible for providing an equitable experience for all kids and when you have a severe and profound student that requires occupational therapy physical therapy you can't provide those services so now you have compensatory um, well, the special education realm is just, right. yeah. that, that side of it is so complex. It was already yeah. complex. Yeah. And, you, know, you needed a, you know, several PhDs and, and, and way more education and understanding than I ever have to know how that all works. And now adding this other layer on top, just, yeah. it's, it, it's it, and I think, and I, and, and, I, and I think you're right that it's, it's, this whole crisis has shown, shown a light that, um, how essential public education really is. Yeah. yeah. What do you see as changing as a result of all this, either incrementally, systemically, at a school board level, at a parent level? So I think that um, from like an operational level, I, th I think that now people are really starting to inspect their, what's in their toolbox for teaching all mm. students. And they're realizing that maybe the things that they thought were impactful aren't. They're, they might be kind of narrowing the lane of tools that they use, um, ones that can work in a classroom instructional environment, but also a virtual instructional environment in case we have to pivot to this again, like nobody can afford to take three weeks to get their act together. 
You want right. to be able to again. move fast. Um, there's, from a school board perspective, it's now we're, we're having conversations over just like the concept of undesignated funds. Um, you know, like what exactly constitutes a rainy day? Hmm. Um, if you are tapping into it. So this was a big discussion last night at our public budget hearing is, you know, how much on the municipal side should they tap into undesignated funds and how much should the school district tap into it? And should you really, does that create a structural deficit? Because, you know, if we had to put out a bunch of money to put Chromebooks in all students' hands, because normally we only have them in grades one-to-one and grades six through 12 that they take home, there are these costs. Those are things that you're not going to see year over year, but operational, like, you know, like salaries of positions, FTEs, whatever you refer to them as, you can't use undesignated funds for that just because you hit some unexpected um, expenditures during a crisis because you can't sustain that year over year. Like next year, you need all of those teachers Right, but you use undesignated funds last year. You can't use them this year, and so it's it's. So then, how do you use them? Because they're there for a rainy day, but you can't use them in a way that is not sustainable. Yeah, that's that's a huge question. It's a huge question because, especially with the CARES Act coming out now, with all this other stuff that's coming through, what do people do? Like some conversations I've heard is, well, it can be used to hire things like hire interventionists, hire people, behavioral supports for this next year. That's great, but it's a one-year thing. Right. And, and what kind of, what kind of pe- candidates do you attract? What kind of Not candidates do you attract? And uh, I'll tell you, in some areas, at least Maine, where, which are very rural and hard to get to, the candidate pool is already very limited. Right. So a lot of districts are thinking, well, we could do that, but are there other things, other tools we could do buy, yeah. purchase, invest in that could support the right. people who are already here and support the community that's, that's here instead of trying to yeah. pull people in. We could try, but is it is that a reality? It's such right. a fabulous question because that's, I don't think we're, we're not, we've never been in this before. There's so many exactly. unknowns. There's so many. I, I feel like I'm in a constant state of shoulder shrugs because I, I, just, I just don't know what's right. happening next. And we just if we continue, and I've said this on our podcast before, and I think I'll say it again forever, as long as we continue to keep that learner-centered focus and keep it yeah. as, a, as the human side of things, um, what, you, what you brought up about the food, making sure mm-hmm. everyone's being fed, that's the human side of this crisis that I think schools can really showcase that that's why we're here. We're here for humanity, right. not, just, not just here for standards even though i believe in standards and i believe in progressions of learning and i believe in all this stuff we're not just here for content right there's way much more that we're here for right agree and you know there's even from just a social work standpoint i mean our our school social workers are on the phones all day every day trying to check in on students that honestly are in a safer position when they're at school and I am sure that there's data behind this, but I, a, a, a large number of situations where maybe a child is being abused at home, the attention is called to that by their teacher because they right. see the differences in that student's demeanor and academic performance like on a day-to-day basis. And they're the ones to sound the alarm 
for that student's safety. And so, you know, these are all just extremely critical things that now people, it's, it, the public is now more informed about what is really the burden of educators. Totally agree. Day, you know, and that makes me really, really happy because I have always just loved education. Um, I don't have the temperament for teaching. I've always said that. And now I know it's true because now I'm actually responsible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like when I was younger, I will say there, there's, there's a part of me, like I, I took a, I took a test a few years ago and I'm totally in house Slytherin. So oh, this yeah. probably, you know, I'm, I'm a complete house Slytherin person. There's a part of me that really wants to go to folks who said, Hey, remember how a years ago you said those who can't do teach. Yeah. Remember when you said that to me, how's that going right now? Exactly. And I know I shouldn't do that. I know I need to be bigger and better than that. But luckily, this is not recorded, and it's just a conversation between you and me. Oh, yeah. wait, no. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, sometimes it's good to be a little petty. Sometimes you gotta no, throw that little. I, I can't little help side myself. <laughs> so one thing I do want to get back to very quickly because I do appreciate your call. I don't know what happened to Matt. Matt Matt's mic must have died or something. Uh, so I don't know why he why he can't be in on this call. I don't know what happened. Honestly, wow, it's a complete it's a complete anyway, mystery. The last time the last time me and Christian were on, he wasn't there either. I don't think he's real. Uh, nope, he is a bot. <laughs> um, he is a, an AI creation that me and uh, Jeff Bailey actually made. It's really Jeff Bailey who's behind all of this entire uh, yeah. thing. Um, and he's actually creating like my voice. It's actually not even me talking. I'm, talking just, I'm just pretty much a talking head. There's a lot of slippery people out there, folks. Be careful. Um, so one question that I want to get back to very quickly. I know you got things to do yeah. and places to go and kids to teach. Places and to go. Yeah, places yeah, to go. Exactly. Like um, upstairs and downstairs. <laughs> This is, this is a podcast called Maine Education Matters. Yeah. You live in Rhode Island. No. <laughs> what the hell? Why do I listen? What, what, why? Okay. I, I, this is our, you know, we're celebrating our 100th episode and that's, it's great. And I, it's one of the reasons why I'm glad I got to talk to you. Actually, I'm glad you called in because I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it why people in our state listen, but why, why? So I just, well, first of all, I work with the schools and districts in Maine. So I think it's really interesting and helpful for me to hear what types of legislation are being introduced that might impact them. Uh -huh. um, like, especially now seeing that, that school board side and seeing kind of resolutions pass in front of us and having legislative updates and things like that, you do, you get that, like how the sausage is made view of education. Um, and it's really important. And I think um, understanding your local government, you know, your local municipality or at the state level is really, really important. And um, I mean, public education is one of the greatest civil liberties that we have, but it takes a lot of legislation and tax dollars to do it. So I, you're the only one that does this, right? If maybe if there was one in oh, Vermont, the market, I see. So you do have the market. choice. Okay. You go somewhere it, else. I, I do. I mean, I wish that there was something like this in you Rhode Wish Island. there was something better. Is what you're no, saying? That that wish also. There, you wish, you wish that anyone else but Matt and Matt would do this. Is what, what I'm hearing you say. No, but there's also you guys are funny, so you somehow <laughs> make legislative topics interesting. <laughs> 
And I think it's the only way we can survive. I think that's yeah. the, just the amount of depressing stuff that happens and the amount of stuff that comes out. Like the only way you can survive is to be like, how ridiculous is this? Yeah. How, how insane you is know this, what? All, this it, whole thing? It's also interesting because it gives me ideas to then bring back to my district. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So when there, you guys are kind of in, not in your bubble, but you're siloed within your own charters and mm -hmm. your own legislative processes. And, um, and we are too, and it's good. It's, it, it's good to broaden that a little bit and see what other states are doing and how they are reading some of the same language that we are. So it's, well, well, thank you for that. I'm, I'm yeah. really grateful that you actually take the time to listen from afar, from so far away for our ridiculous little thing. I also wanted to thank you too, because you've had a big impact actually on our podcast over the last few weeks, gotten a lot of the hashtag boogers has taken <laughs> off, um, got a lot, got, gotten quite a few comments on it. And I will say that from a personal level, um, it is not sustainable. It's not sustainable. I tried it for two and a half days and, um, I got really, really, really sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just yeah. standing on only boogers, and uh, so you can tell, you can tell your son and tell yourself, I've, I've, I've solved the problem, and no, you can't. So it all started with like inquiry-based learning. So maybe I do have a little bit of teaching potential. Maybe, maybe so, and that was the project-based <laughs> learning gone wrong. Um, but Stephanie, thank you so very much for calling in yeah. to this yeah. uh, to our ridiculous thing, for listening from uh, Rhode Island again. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm so glad that you do and uh, appreciate it and take care of yourself during this time and uh, we'll chat soon. Yeah, you too. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That's neat for me yeah. personally. Yeah. yeah I agreed. It's been, it's been amazing uh, to see that people actually, uh, I'm not sure if enjoy what we do is the right term, but uh, they're I, listening I, and that a, they want a high talk. level of tolerance. And that's that's a level of tolerance fair as I can get. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, but we've talked to some amazing educators around the state who have done uh, um, just the main educators in general. I, I am amazed at the level of commitment, of ingenuity, of innovation that they have uh, throughout the state. And we have been fortunate enough uh, to talk to many of them, uh, both on the pod and off. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things that this pod has also allowed us to do is just to kind of to meet other people uh, across the state and just to talk to them, whether it's on camera or off camera. Um, and that's been a fantastic opportunity to not only just to get to know these amazing educators, but for me personally, professionally, I've learned a lot as an educator, as an educational leader for what I do because of the connections that we've made. Yep. Same, same here. Same here. It's always good to connect with other people and learn what you're doing outside of the bubble that we all get ourselves into in our day-to-day -day job. Uh, that's been the most important thing for me, I think, other than learning about the legislation is just meeting people that I would not have met otherwise. Yeah. We've, we've also kind of, there's, a, there's another side to our podcast though, which is a bit of nonsense. Because we kind of like to joke around a little bit because quite frankly, the only way I can get through any of this stuff is by making some trying to make light of some things that's because that's there's really, a lot of ridiculous go ahead we we do so much nonsense on this podcast uh if we took this totally seriously 
nobody would listen. Not that anybody listens now, but there would our faithful 17. Of course there would be, it would be so hard to talk about this stuff if we just took it all seriously and were totally nonpartisan. And if it was just a straight informational podcast, uh, I don't listen to any of those. I I want the information and I want to be able to joke around and have some fun while I'm doing it because I usually listen to these on the way home or if I'm doing dishes or I'm taking a walk or something, uh, something that I want to laugh at, not like be focused on. Like some of these podcasts about uh, the coronavirus right now are pretty serious and there's no laughing, unfortunately. Uh, There's no laughing. You, if you can't take this stuff, not seriously is the point. I mean, I take my work seriously, but I'm going to have fun with it all the time. I, I, it's a, it's bringing a little bit of joy and levity to it all because not There's, there's anything in this world that's 100% silly. There's, there's all gradation. And so if we can find ways of um, making the serious stuff a little bit more understandable or palatable or making random references to music or bringing in Poseidon Adventure comments and then going down a whole Ernest Borgnine uh, thing or having a whole bit about the Cross Cafe um, and their amazing coffee. And mm. they have some chips there too. Oh yes. So having a hundred episodes in, I don't know where we go from here. And I'm just not sure. I'm really looking forward to seeing what we do next. Me too. And um Hey. Oh I just want to say congratulations. What who is that? What what's what's happening right now? Something is going on today. Episodes. <laughs> Sorry, Wait. just thought I'd drop by. Wait a minute, is that Dolly? It is. Her Dolly Sullivan. Might be on Zoom, so I just said, "Hey, I'm on my way." Okay, Matt. I think we have a security issue because people are just getting our links and our phone numbers and just kind of contacting. How are you, Dolly? Thank you for stopping I, and and, and talking and jumping in, jumping in for us today. You guys definitely need a Zoom bouncer. <laughs> well, that's, that's a great okay, point. Uh, <laughs> it is, and I thank you for nominating yourself. Oh, well, I don't know that I'd be the one I've, uh, I, we have actually asked Sean Landry from the Maine Department of Education to be our Zoom bouncer when we announce the County Teachers of the Year next, next week. Oh, jeez, so, Nice. Yeah. Do, will you so have anyways, a virtual velvet rope and like virtual like black leather jackets and absolutely. just a virtual bad attitude about anyone yeah. approaching the, uh, the Zoom room? You know, Ray-Bans, you know, he's already got the bald head, so we're all set. <laughs> Wow. He nice. is he is in character. So but honestly, no, thank you for having me on here today because I think it's wonderful. What do you mean we didn't have you episodes. on here? You just put it in. Oh, sorry. I tried what? to be none, polite. none of this was pre-planned. What do you mean? <laughs> I try to be polite. I appreciate it. So so Dolly, what's what's happening in uh in your world these days? You work for Educate Maine. That's where I do you... work for Educate Maine and we are we are getting ready to announce the 2020 County Teachers of the Year. As you know, we administer the program with the Maine Department of Education. And although it's going to look very different this year, um, we won't be at the Hall of Flags. We're going to be doing this virtually. We're so excited to, to introduce this next cohort. So they've worked hard and um, 
they're a great group. So you're, you're going to have different representatives from each county, is that correct? We do have one from each county. And we literally go from Fort Kent to York. So from every, you know, as, far as, as far north as you can get. So yeah, we're pretty so, so I, I think it's pretty fair to say that, that neither Matt nor I are part of this. Because I, I don't know about you, Matt, I won't speak for you, but I haven't gotten any notifications that I'm, uh, Same. I'm one of the... Same. I, I, I think it was close. <laughs> I'll, oh, we'll take it. We'll take it. All right. Sorry. Yeah. We're within the margin of error. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because <laughs> there's a lot of error with us. Plus or minus. So. <laughs> so, so how, but how is, and, and so like you brought up, everything has changed now. Everything is different. Everything is virtual. Um, how are you seeing your interactions, Educate Maine's interactions, the um, education leaders experience, which I, know, which I know you're a part of, which being a part of the ADA class, I have to say, if you want to be a part of something amazing, some of the best professional development you can get to, be a part of the education leaders experience. It's amazing. How's that all going with this virtual world and virtual situation? You know, we have, we talked about this, we've never been busier. I mean, because mm. it's County Teacher of the Year and the ELE, you know, we, we felt a responsibility to, to stay connected to the network of teachers and also with the ed leaders. And so we, we brought in, we invite um, the alumni to all of our, to our weekly virtual happy hours, which by the way, those are fun, but having one like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, a little dangerous. You really kind of have to, we do beverages <laughs> optional and Dolly's gone to beverages, not optional anymore. <laughs> I needed to back off from that. <laughs> So, um, but it has been wonderful, and sorry, it's it started getting a little earlier each, each day. Yeah, you um, got to get warmed up for your meetings. Has, you got to you got to be know, prepared. You got to prepare, and if it's a happy and hour then, and it's a planned happy, you have hour, to prepare. And it's an hour, so. And you, ha you have to keep things filled during the hour. You can't just let it go empty, especially I if you're am. running the thing, because you're, you're you're modeling the behavior that you want to see. And mm -hmm. I pride myself in being a good host. So, you know, I'm not going to let anybody else just be there drinking alone. Sure. So, right. So this is, yeah. this is going down a road that probably shouldn't, should, we shouldn't go, but. Don't worry, don't um, listen to this anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but but you, they do. I know that we're above 16 now. I know that. So. Uh, well, like, like we've been saying all year, we hope to get to 20. <laughs> oh, I think you're there. I mean, after that's, that. That's our goal. Be, yeah. So I, I guess the question that I want to ask you, Dolly, and uh, because I, this really is something that I'm, I'm genuinely curious about, um, why the hell do you listen to this show? You know, because here's, the, here's why. Really? I don't have to track the legislation. You do it for me. And it's, it's wonderful. I mean, that, you know how much time that takes. Yeah, and, yeah we do. Yes. We do. <laughs> It has been such a relief. And so that is, for me, that is it. I, I want to know, I, I can listen and then decide whether I want to tune in to the, to the education, to the uh, work session or the public hearing. But you, I can go on and say, you know, where is that bill now? And so to me, that's, that's why. And, and I like your, um, you know, I like the way that you are, nonpartisan in your approach 
you <laughs> yeah you just I, I, I think we lean certain ways <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know I don't think you show favoritism for any oh, certain well, part. I'm glad to hear that yeah, yeah thank yeah. you thank yeah. you yes I think I think that you um let's see you you could I don't want to say piss off because I uh, hopefully you you know, <laughs> you know you could doesn't matter if you don't agree with them you're going to say it doesn't matter if they're the chair of a committee or you know whatever yeah. so I think that's great because your focus is on on practitioners you're there in the field you know how it's going to impact your colleagues that's what's important so that's why I listen well thank you very much Dolly yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you for listening. Silence. That was really sweet. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, because that was that was like that was pretty much exactly why we started doing this. <laughs> exactly. Because and and you're right, it was so hard to track a bill and to get information. And I think that, and I'm not sure, I'm gonna give you a little bit of credit here, and maybe that's why things are a little bit more transparent um, on the legislative website now. I'm not sure. But you, things are, when I started doing this, you could not, unless you were present, you could not get copies of testimony. And now you can, you know, that's part of wow. the, that's part of, um, you know, what you can get online now. You know, you know, Matt, we're not ones to take credit for our work and for ourselves, but uh, we've, we're not people who kind of generally do that, even though we're like the most amazing two people that we know. Um, I think we should just go. But I would it. say this: oh, it's totally us. It's yeah. completely us. Wow, that is that is a huge but that's compliment, amazing, Dolly. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for. I'm, I'm floored for even considering. So, I mean, keep in mind, that. I've been around here a long time, so. I thank so, you. So, because of that compliment, Matt, we 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 might have to have a conversation about this number one fan status. Oh, well, who's yeah. this? Who's this Julie person? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good Who point. Who is this Julie person? <laughs> I want to see her on here right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, Julie's great. Love Julie. And, I, I, and again, I, I think we will have to establish a time right. for the. It may be rock paper Thunderdome. scissors. Yeah, yeah. Thunder <laughs> Thunderdome is going to happen. Rock paper scissors. That's not nearly enough. We got to go full on Thunderdome. Okay. <laughs> oh, you know. Yep. Uh, Twelve foot high steel cage match. <laughs> You know, Keep in mind my advanced age, though. She's younger. As, as Aaliyah once said, age ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Oh. Well, I, I, I do want to say congratulations. And I also want, I'm going to put something out there now for the learning space. Have you guys watched it's the learning space? I love public? it. Love it, love it, love incredible. it. Yeah. You know, there are, we have people who are saying that they have these little mini comics all over there, all over their houses now. From Dan. From Dan, Ryder yeah. That Paul was, Bort, yeah. It was so great. You know, not only good to see like a, a friend. Yeah, I'm, I'm, he's, he's a friend of mine. But uh, but also just like this, seeing the amazing education that's happening, seeing the things that our educators are doing and be able to connect and finding ways to connect to our learners and families in so many really innovative and incredible ways across the state is a reason why I firmly believe and know that our state, good old Maine here, is truly a, a beacon and leading the way in how we do this remote slash distance slash emergency yeah. learning because people are looking to us to say, how are you doing it? And we're saying, we're just doing it and we're doing it well. Mm -hmm. 
like LL yeah. Cool J would say. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that the, that we are building these networks of teacher leaders. I don't even know who that is. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, maybe I, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Well, that's okay. Mama said knock you out. That's all right. Yeah. No. Knock you out or? Knock up. you out. Okay. Knock all, you right. Out. No, all right. No, Mama did not say knock you up. It's a different song. This is, this is, I never knew what that song was. So, um, Dolly, another reason why I think you might be in the lead for our, uh, our number one fan is because uh, you're going to get us that explicit tag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> it's been 100 episodes. We need one. We, 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 Could we've I? Done 99 or do. <laughs> Honestly, if you ever heard the way Matt and I talk off, off the mic, off camera, no, we're due. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> All right, we well, will. Dolly, thank you so much for, for finding this link, somehow joining us on this, uh, this magical mystery tour that we're calling our 100th episode. Um, we love you. Thank you so very much for listening to us and for supporting us and sharing us and just being you and being awesome. Keep doing this. We appreciate it. Bye. Thank you, Dolly. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. You and, know uh, what would be ideal is if... What would that ever got to meet Ernest Borgnine at the Cross Cafe while he's drinking coffee and we could bring you over some dill pickle chips. We could, we could all split a bag of some spicy dill pickle chips. That would be more difficult these days because I know the Cross Cafe is closed. It, it's, that, that's the only reason why it would be difficult. <laughs> Most I, I completely other. agree. I, can't, I, can, I cannot think of one other reason why it would be Difficult to get Ernest Borgnine, Ernest Borgnine in the Cross Cafe. No, nothing comes right. to mind. Cross Cafe is closed. Yep, Cross Cafe. You know, once they open, the dream is still alive. The dream, the dream can come back alive. So, <laughs> I guess are are we asking them to reopen sooner? Uh, is that what we're? If doing? it helps me meet Ernest Borgnine, then yes. Okay, so for selfish reasons, we're okay with opening things early. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening at all these days. Not at all. Nope. Nope. Not, not, not at all. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll text you later while I'm getting my hair did. <laughs> That's good. I'll be at the tattoo parlor. Nice. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Excellent. No, you're going to get a tattoo of no ragrets. <laughs> How do you know? I don't already have one. <laughs> all right, so I, 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 I won't go into how I know, man. <laughs> oh, 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 good. Yeah. Don't, don't spoil the surprise. Right. Uh, so what do we want to do with this going forward, I guess, Matt, now that we're on our first hundred of many millions? Yeah. Um, where, where we go from here, I think that's a really great conversation to have and a, and, and a great, great topic to bring up. Where, where do we go from here? That's a good point. Uh, I guess my question would be, where do you go from here? What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Wait, no, this is... This is with Matt and Matt. Why is it just said? Why are you saying you? Why? Why do you make it singular, not plural? Well, there are some. Uh, there is some news that we have. Our breaking news on this podcast. Uh, some people already know. We always wanted to do that. We always wanted to be a break. We always wanted to be a breaking news podcast to get up there with the New York Times and. So behind the scenes, but as we go off on this little little birdwalk, as it were, we I think we have broken some news before. And maybe some news that we didn't want to share before, uh, because we, you know, we have we have sources, Matt, as our listeners know. We do. 
And I think we've talked about some of the things that they have told us before on the pod. And I have been a little wary of doing it, but then I forgot to edit some of it out. So, you know, you've heard breaking news already before listeners. You just didn't know it at the time. Right. So we do our breaking news this time is a little bit more, uh, serious is not the word, uh, but impactful. One of of the mats is not going to be a co-host anymore. Yeah, one of the mats is not going to be a co-host anymore because one of the mats is um, leaving Maine. Yes, uh, I am moving to California as we speak. It's that is seven, not Maine. Seventeen days away. It is the direct other side of the contiguous forty-eight states, and uh, it's going to be really difficult to talk about Maine education matters from Southern California. That was one of the things that Matt and I actually had a conversation offline about, which was, so Matt, how are you going to be able to then go and sit in and listen to testimony? How are you going to be able to go to the <laughs> state house and uh, go over there to the cross uh, center and not a cross center, the cross building cross center would be a nice place for them to do some legislative stuff too. That could be fun. Immunization. Get the hockey rink, get the hockey rink. Ah, that's where you do the, those <laughs> big testimony days. Absolutely. Good call. <laughs> But, you know, so that's going to be really hard on your, uh, your, your commuting bill. Coming back for all those work sessions and those, oh. and those testimony days. It's a lot. It's so, a lot. Uh, basically what – so we, we kind of realized is that, that because you moved to California that, well, I think Matt's just, just can't, be, can't do it anymore. Nope. That is – it's not going to happen. Uh, unfortunately, I would love to commute back and forth. Uh, if I could just beam myself back and forth, that'd be great. Um, unfortunately, that technology doesn't quite work yet, as far as I know. Uh, Elon Musk has been a little bit busy lately, naming his kid with uh, Prince symbols and that sort of thing. But uh, isn't that what I'm, you're getting your tattoos of? I'm sure. Well, again, already do me and Elon. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna. We're, we want to continue the pod because uh, we, we think it's useful. We think it's interesting. We think it's fun. And I think that is the, the best part. We think it, this is fun. So we definitely want to call out for somebody to host this with, with Matt. Yeah. And I'm not sure what that looks like yet. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this, Matt? I have zero thoughts. Okay. On, good. on how this actually looks, um, because I don't, I don't know. I've, I have never been in this position before, um, and I think that I think, like you said, one, we we would love to keep the general mission purpose of this alive, mm-hmm. and just kind of keeping transparency and kind of keeping an idea of what's happening there, um, and just talking about it in real education educator terms, um, but also having some fun along the way, and I think those are two of our. Most, the most important things about what we do with this little show here. And I would love to continue it. And I would love to see if there's other folks out there who would be interested in, you know, workshopping it with me. Do we do an episode here with someone else? Do we do like, tr- do we do trials? Do we do, do we get like resumes from people and do interviews and essay questions, you know, call, call references, have essay questions and, uh, thumbprint identifications and blood samples and yep you know all that kind of stuff that you know we had to go through in order to start our podcast yeah because as you probably well know not not just anyone can start a podcast 
Oh, no. No, that's not how no, this it's works. very, very, very difficult. And that's completely on brand for us to do something incredibly difficult <laughs> on our own time. Uh, so we are looking for people to co-host with Matt on this one yep. um, for next year. And I think one of the advantages that we didn't think of going in was having that spreadsheet and having a trackable place and not just the, the state website, because that that's very good, but you still have to dig around a little bit to figure out where stuff is in the process. So I think having our spreadsheet really kept a, a, an idea of where something was in the pipeline, which I think might help yes. some of the future co-hosts of Maine Education Matters. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We, we, in the, this first year and a half or so, we've learned so much about not only how it works, but how to uh, manage it all. And so I, th I think one of the, uh, one of the things that we are looking for is if your name is Matt, you have a, um, an in already because that way we don't have to change any of the logo or branding or anything. Right. And that, but, but here's the other side of it. Even if your name is not Matt, mm -hmm. you, you're good. You're going to be Matt. That's true. So, That's true. So, so if you're okay with so being a Matt, yes. If, if, if this is something that you really want to do, and you're really interested, the way to show us that you really want to do it is you go down to the courthouse and you get your name changed to Matt. And that'll get you to the front of the line. Not going to guarantee you a spot. Not going to guarantee you the seat. But I can get guarantee you to the front of the line. I can guarantee you that if you do that, you'll have no regrets. You'll have no regrets. Also, um, as, as I have uh, said many times, um, I am uh, easily bought. So feel free to send me some spicy little pickle chips, or it doesn't know. take much. It doesn't take much. It's no, it really doesn't. I'm <laughs> very, very cheap. I mean, frugal and inexpensive. What? Um, this is just, this is going to a bad place, Matt. It's going to our typical place, I'd say at this point. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested, uh, please get in contact with uh, with us. And uh, where would you get in touch with us, Matt? Well, uh, probably the easiest way to do it is go to our website, which is maineducationmatters.weebly.com. There's a whole page devoted to contacting us. Not only if you want to be on the pod, but if you have questions or if you have a topic you want us to talk about. So just give us a shout. Um, you can do it there. If you don't want to go to, that's a whole long URL. You just want to, let's say you're on Twitter. Go find us at Maine and Matters, and you could either send us a uh, Follow us and then send us a message. You can DM us there, or you can just say, even publicly, "Hey, I'm interested." Um, in fact, I would say, which, uh, just open your window right now and yell out of it that I want to be a co-host. And uh, if our windows are open, uh, we might hear it. Uh... Done. Just like that. You heard that. I heard it's okay. So I heard that, and that was right out your window, Matt. And that's you know, you know you're yes, about so fifteen miles was, away from me at this point. So yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, so that was that was some secret siren that I'm gonna have to go and chase down. Like the bat signal. Out, find out what that was. You need to. Yeah, we need to put a. a See, I have two young cloud. girls, so mine was Frozen Two. That was a complete Frozen Two reference that clearly you missed. Well, my kids are in their twenties, so that would be a no at this point. It's an amazing movie, Matt. I know. Good, I movies are, good movies are good movies. That's that's very true. I did love Frozen, but then I just had to yeah. let it go. 
where else are you going to get in touch with us besides? I'm just going to let you. I'm going to let you sit in that one for a second. <laughs> That's uh, you can go on to Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Main Education Matters. Send us something there, um, and we'll probably do um, a couple more of these, one or two more at least. I would maybe. think so. Yeah, I would we'll think see, so. Because, uh, and um, then, as my mom would say, Bob's your uncle. I don't know what that expression means. I've never I really, known. I've really she not would sure. say, and Bob's your uncle. Oh, it is? I didn't know anyone named Bob was my uncle, but apparently that means the end of everything. I guess so, yeah. but I never quite understood because Bob was actually my uncle. So I never quite understood that. So basically your response to that was, yeah, and. Yeah? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> this has nothing to do with what we're How talking about. How did you about. know? How did you know? That's what I always said. So... <laughs> Uh, so we will be we'll be back uh, sometime, and this is not the last time we will co-host these episodes. Uh, but we are looking for more suckers. I mean, more people to. I mean, uh, what? Come on to this. So yeah. So if you want to want to hear the show, we'll, we'll we'll try to figure out a way to do it, regardless, even if it's just uh, me talking into nothing, um, which no one wants to hear, because <laughs> uh, then I'll just be making jokes to myself, and then I'll be la- making myself laugh. And that's really sad, people. Yeah, that would be like you would be really hearing me going to places and to a, a place in my mind and to my psyche and my esteem that you'd be witnessing the downfall of me. And I don't think anyone wants that. Well, maybe they do. I don't know. So maybe if that'd you be a fun show to watch, if you don't want Matt to reckon with his downfall, uh, <laughs> let us know. It's on you, people. It's on, it's on you. you. This is all your fault. <laughs> and with with that depressing end, <laughs> we'll talk next time. All right, bye. <laughs>